maybe this isn't super scorching, like double habanero hot. I'm trying. I try to think of a really good one. Say, kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? A doctor. <laughs> We're Say, back, baby. Kid, what do you want? What do you want to be? What do you want to be when you grow up? A long up? extended absence. Oh. When you grow up, grow up. What a banger. What a banger. Welcome back, everyone. We're back to another episode of Becoming a Doctor, a podcast where two fourth year medical students talk about the only thing that we ever talk about. <laughs> so true. We're like robots. Beep, Robot beep, beep, beep. med school. Before we started this podcast, we were talking about med school. During the podcast, <laughs> we're going to talk about med school. You know it. What happens after the podcast? Right back at it. More <laughs> med school talk. Um, I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Gale. Kevin J. Gale. And you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, becomingadoctorpod.com. And on Twitter, at becomingadocpod. Hashtag best pod ever. <laughs> yep. Tweet at us. Uh, and we are back. One after a long hiatus. Hiatus. Long. You know, you had to go to Chicago with Franny. It was Memorial Day, okay? I wanted you to appreciate your time with your friends. I, did. I didn't call you once. I didn't text you guys at all. I gave you a, a weekend well, off from Kevin. That's just not true. <laughs> Called us within 45 minutes of leaving. <laughs> you had yet to got to St. Paul, and I'm yeah. calling you. <laughs> Guys, I miss you. But the point is, we're back. We're back. To talk med school. What's the first segment? And don't man? worry, listeners. We'll never abandon you again. Yeah, we'll never happen again. Uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> our, so our uh, 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 our first segment today. Yes. Let's see. We're going to do another installment of our new uh, recurring segment, Medical Mythbusters. Medical Mythbusters. Great sounder. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so for this segment, we do two medical myths. One that is like a commonly held myth that like your mom would tell you or that like your friend would tell yep. you. Last last time we talked about drinking water, eight cups a day. Everyone thinks about it. It's fact. It's fake news. Fake. Thank you. Exactly. And fake I think news. I went on record to say, don't drink water ever. <laughs> yep. That was Kevin's <laughs> advice. <laughs> oh. Okay. So. I. All right. Okay. Uh, okay, so what's this week? This week... Oh, so we do one, and then we do one actual medical myth. Yes. Something that, like, a doctor the med has students, told the us. The doctors yep, would But turns out to not be, you know, uh, evidence-based. Right. Anyways, right. this week, very topical. It's a balmy 95 degrees out right now. Sun is shining. Yep. It's beaten down. People are going to be hitting the beach. Yep. Uh there is a commonly held belief, mainly amongst the Caucasian community, that getting a base layer of tan can protect your skin from sun damage or a sunburn. I've heard that. I One of my ex-girlfriends loved to tan. My second date with her was a tanning date, so I could lock her down. 
a tanning date? How does that work? She went to the tanning salons. And I'm and just so I could like hang out with her, I was like, I like tanning salons. Let's go together. That was our second date. And I dated her for two years. <laughs> but she used it to works. she used to say that. Her family were like would say Oh, let's get a base tan. Yep. So we won't get burnt, and our skin uh, will be more healthy during uh, during the vacation. Exactly. So they would get their base tan. Yeah, people are about to go on the cruise. They're about to go down to uh, Mexico. Yep. Yep. They're living in Minnesota. Don't see the sun for <laughs> eight months. They're worried. Then they're like, "Oh yeah, so and so, your girlfriend said go get a quick thirty minute blast in the booth." Not true. Is that really a myth? That's a myth. What does the science say? The science says <laughs> The science says that uh the tan get that being a t- being tanned doesn't protect you at all from getting sunburned. You can get sunburned no matter how dark your skin is. Oh, so if I have like a base tan and I still lay out in the in the sun for 2 hours without good sunscreen, yes. I'm going to get burnt. You still get that those UV rays, they still go into your skin, blast your DNA. And damage your skin and cause you to get a nasty sunburn. What doctors would say is that you should wear sunscreen. Ever heard of it? Nope. <laughs> In fact, a base tan gives you. This is from the uh, from the top of your mind. You know this. You have this memorized. This is from the University of Arkansas. Okay, trustworthy medical sciences. Uh, the skin darkening you receive from a tanning bed only offers a sun protection factor SPF. Of between one and four. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and doctors would re- recommend that you use SPF of, I think, these days are saying 50 At or higher. At least 50, yep. Apply it 30 minutes before you go out in the sun. Oh, my god. Reapply every two hours. Uh, try to get the waterproof, because you're going to be out in the sun. You're going to be getting sweaty. Yep. You don't want it to run off. I've never heard a doctor say, oh, just, yeah, SPF one to four, one to five. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So the next time uh, my ex-girlfriend says, Kevin, let's go tanning together, I'll say, Ah, I'd rather not. I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You could say... uh, (laughs) What should I say if I say, Hey, my ex-girlfriend comes up to me. I know it's been 10 years since we dated, but let's go tanning together. You're you're not going to say... Yes. (laughs) No, I won't say that. Anyways... (laughs) So, guys, if you're listening to this, just wear your sunscreen. It's, it's so topical, and that's a pun, because hey. it's Minnesota summertime. People have been hibernating. Exactly. Let's not. Let's just wear our sunscreen every time. Exactly. Okay. Mythbusters, number two. Busted. Okay, so this is this one is the one that's a little bit more niche. Yep. Uh, for the med students, for the doctors. Exactly. Here's the myth. This is, again, from acphospitalist.org, one of my favorite websites. You're there all the time. I'm on there scrolling, writing comments. Yes. Uh, This myth is that you should never use lidocaine with epinephrine in uh, fingers or toes. No way. That is a myth. (laughs) Let's let's, let's give a little back history. It's a myth. (laughs) Your radio voice is so on point. Um... (laughs) Uh, so if I go into the emergency room or wherever, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I cut my finger. Ouch! And they say we need to sew that thing up. Let's put a couple stitches in there. Yep. I've been taught, and sincerely, I've mm-hmm. been taught mm-hmm. we all have. that 
You should do a little lidocaine, which yep. numbs the area. Yes. But you should also do a little... What? No. No, you're taught... So lidocaine comes in two formulations. Lidocaine by itself. Yes. Lidocaine with epinephrine yes. added. Yep. The classic teaching is to, if it's on somebody's finger, to reach for the lidocaine by itself. Because there's a risk if you use epinephrine that will cause vasoconstriction and cause necrosis of the fingertips of the or fingertips. toes. Yep. Potential da- skin damage, potentially, you know, losing part of your hand. Okay, what's the real teaching? The real and so the epinephrine is in there because it ca- it does cause vasoconstriction. Yes. Um the real teaching is that that's just not the case. There's a paper. Oh no, where'd my paper go? Tell me about it. Tell me about this paper. There's a paper uh published in the Journal of Emergency Medicine, like you're saying, this often happens in the emergency room, that found that it was a uh, a literature review of 63 articles um, that found that epinephrine is <laughs> safe to, stall to for, use. Do you need to stall for some more time? It's <laughs> safe to use in digital nerve blocks in healthy patients. Okay. Physiologic studies show that epinephrine-induced vasoconstriction is transient, and there are no reported cases of epinephrine-induced harm to patients uh, with risk for poor peripheral circulation. Wow. You know what I think about this topic? Well, now that you mention it, I had never wondered about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, next time time you're in the clinic, somebody's like, oh, my fingy. And Holcomb's like, don't get the Lido with Epi. Don't do that. And I say, I'm going to say, Dr. Holcomb, that's ancient teaching. How old are you? A hundred? <laughs> old man. Listen up. The myth is busted. We're using both. Busted. Myth busters. <laughs> well, there you have it. So it doesn't matter. You can use lidocaine or lidocaine with epinephrine on a finger, on a toe, on other appendages. I love that segment. I really do. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's the wrong sounder. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, great producing work. Santana, props for your su- producing work on that segment. Thank you. Uh, Keep it up. Whatever the inverse of props is for that sounder, we said no laugh tracks. Okay, I'm sorry. I won't happen again. <laughs> I'll just stick to pitch meeting <laughs> sounders. Perfect. All right, next segment. Next segment. Uh, this is a classic. Rotation review. Rotation review. Uh, I have completed my family medicine rotation. Whoa! It's over. It's behind me. It is in the a rear view. Month long. Month long. Four weeks, like a normal med student. In fact, most of our peers did their family medicine during the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. year, academic year of 2021, 2022. Oh no, 2020, 2021. And they only did two weeks of family medicine. Yes. School cha- changes policy, and they said back to regular rotations, full length. So you did a full month in family medicine. Thank the Lord. Let's Thanks hear- to Dean. Thanks. Are you saying Dean Tolar is the Lord? That's not what I'm saying. Wow. I would never say that. <laughs> Haven't you heard of the Ten Commandments? <laughs> uh, forgive me, Lord. Not Tolar. <laughs> okay, so month long. I want to hear your rotation review. Uh, and remember, I, I've done family medicine for months and months and months. So, <laughs> yes, um, you know, I'm ready to jump in anytime. Uh, I had a great time. Family medicine, you know, you're in the clinic 
eight to five. Mm-hmm. Eight to four some days. Yes. Some days eight to three. Yep. If you're lucky. Uh, some days nine to three. Anyways, that's I not get important. it. <laughs> the time changes it. Sometimes ten to two. Sometimes ten to four. Thanks, Santana. <laughs> sometimes you get a two-hour lunch break. Sometimes it's only thirty minutes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's a breath of fresh air for a young, burnt-out med student who's been doing hospital rotations where you're getting there at dawn. Yeah, stay until. The next dawn. <laughs> uh, just to have a nice, simple, quote-unquote, banking hours was fantastic. Get the weekends off. Nobody wants to go to the clinic on the weekend. Nope. Patients don't. Nope. Um, physicians don't either. Uh, that was a blast. Um, I also really liked uh, the pace, high pace. You only get, I mean, it's a pro and a con. You only get 20, 30 minutes per patient encounter maybe a little less if they're late yep um maybe a little more maybe sometimes more. the same amount start <laughs> at 10 and at six uh yeah sometimes 15 minutes sometimes 16 uh wait, wait before we jump into the high pace how many patients i want you to back up and go back to <laughs> go back to the banking hours Banking. I haven't even thought about that how for family medicine that is accurate and a lot of people like it yeah this is why some of our peers gun for four years to get into dermatology right or get in these specialties where it's the perfect hours it's banking hours no call on the weekends or night oh we should also reverse again <laughs> to what family medicine is oh yeah which we you. probably have talked about on previous episodes but hit it family medicine is this is the oh we did talk about this already it's a doctor that you go to for your annual checkup when yep. you go to the clinic when you go to the uh, urgent care. I sprained my ankle, family medicine. Exactly. Anything that's non-urgent. Non-urgent. I need a medication change. Non-emergent. Yeah. It's the, hopefully, it's the physician you know well and you go to every year for your whole life, right? A exactly. longitudinal relationship. Exactly. And so these docs are experts in preventative care, um, but they also do a lot of like little procedures, like little hand cuts, yep. you know? Yep. Um, uh, injections into sore joints. They can also deliver babies. Um, and some of them also work in hospitals as hospitalists kind of on the side. But primary care, when you, when you think of it, you think of it, the doc that you go to. The doc. Um, so, okay. uh, so that's what okay. I was doing. Okay. So anyways, banking hours, tons of patients, high paced. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah. So that was nice. Just like uh, tons of reps. Yes, for sure. High volume, tons of practice, tons of opportunities to try new things. To learn new things, to work on, you know, basically the whole nine yard the the whole nine yards of being of being a doctor, collecting uh, patient history, coming up with a plan, explaining the plan to patients over and over and over, day in day out. Great practice for a medical student. I think that everybody should do family medicine. Should do. I was t- we were talking about this. I think that everybody should do it as in a longitudinal fashion, so you can really, over the course of the year, incorporate everything that you're learning from your other rotations into your family med practice yep. and really see Are you your sure own we didn't progression. Do this two weeks ago, we found everything sounds familiar. Right? I now. don't know. <laughs> Are we losing our minds? I. <laughs> I wish I had a recording of our <laughs> podcast two weeks ago where I could play back exactly that what you said. Uh. Anyways. <laughs> Great practice. I feel like I learned a lot. I um, mean, the high reps is a great thing. Yes. And I students. think you said two weeks ago that 
you know, all the medical school stuff that you learn for the two, first two years, you put into practice in family medicine. Yeah, for sure. And for for example, all the stuff we don't learn about OBGYN, we didn't learn a thing about that for the first two years. Yep. And then we have to do a month of OBGYN. Yeah. But in family practice, you're like, okay, I can put this knowledge that I've amassed into practice and get the reps exactly. day in, day out. Exactly. Yep. Um, I also got an opportunity to work with the family med residents a couple days in the hospital, which was great. They're just like, yeah, sure. Skip your clinic days. Come uh, come around on some patients. Sure. So that was great. Um, yeah. What do you have to say about Nothing it? Nothing but positives, it sounds like. Nothing but positives. Yeah, I'm try I'm, you know, scratching my head over here c- looking for a negative. I guess we still had didactics. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, not r- that's just I a mean, negative I, in general. Yeah, I guess that is part of the rotation. You got to factor it into the rating. But we had in we had some in-person didactics, which was the first time I've ever done that. Wow. Shocking. <laughs> so hard to say if that was a good thing or just that <laughs> I haven't been outside of, haven't seen other people in a year. You're seeing the sun, you're getting your base tan, you're getting in-person <laughs> didactics. Yeah. Uh. Um, okay, so I have done this, you know, started in September, and the and the deal is you're going to do this for nine months. Yeah. Uh, sometimes weeks on end, sometimes once a week to keep the longitudinal learning of family medicine. And what you're saying is true. The reps doing it, Day in, day out is after probably after a month that you feel like you could contribute to the plan. For sure. That you knew some of the stuff that was going on. Yeah, I was like, oh, fourth line antihypertensive, boom. Try this one. Right. Or, oh, I've seen patients where their diabetes medications need to be changed. Yeah. I know what tests to do. I know what lab values to get. Exactly. That was nice that, to have to feel like you're contributing after a few weeks and then be able to do it even more. Yep. But what you're saying about the high pace, I did not like that. I do not want to have to rush through an encounter 20 minutes max. Maybe 10, maybe 15, maybe 16, maybe 17. <laughs> maybe. Um, that's the family medicine setup, the outpatient setup. They got patients back to back to back yeah, to back. You're booked. And really, if you're a really good physician, you can... You can do a good job and make the patient feel valued with that limited time. Right. That's the really good physician. So right. you don't feel like the, they're rushing the patients out the door. They know how to pace. They know how to schedule. In fact, I'll tell you this story. What they do in RPAP all the time is say, you have to set up the schedule right when you walk in the room. So you mm-hmm. walk in and you say, all right, I know you're here for your high blood pressure, but before we launch into that, is there anything else that you want to address in this meeting? Set the agenda. Set the agenda. And then if they say 10 things, after like three or four, you say, hey, I hear you, but we only have a limited amount of time. What are the top three? And then they say this, this, this. You say, we're going to address these. We're going to come make an appointment in a month, come back and talk about the rest. Boom. And, the, and that's a sign of a good primary care family medicine physician who can set the agenda and not feel like the patient is like you're rushing them out the door. Right. But even with all that, you still have patients, three patients an hour or four patients an hour. So you have to go through these patients quickly. Right. And I didn't like it. I didn't like that aspect. The other thing is I could not handle sitting in the same chair all day and going to the same three rooms all day. (laughs) It, drove me bonkers 
I can see that. You should have got a standing desk. Uh, I, you don't know how many times I thought about that. <laughs> should I tell the story about when I tried to bring a standing desk to the University of Minnesota? Yes. <laughs> standing desks are shown to increase your mental health, your physical health. So during second year of med school, I dragged a standing desk from the basements of University of Minnesota to our <laughs> lecture hall. Did you drag it? It's <laughs> not how I remember it. I reached out to four strapping young men with large muscles. <laughs> Quote the four strongest. What did the four buffest dudes? That's what I in said in our class. Yeah. And I texted all of them. I said, "Will you all help me carry this standing desk up?" And and because they are good soul, warm-hearted people, they said, "Sure, we'll help you carry it up." I would say it's four out of the top five because you didn't ask me. Yes, I, it was an oversight, my mistake. I'm sorry. It's okay. This is a lo- this is a long segue. We'll get back <laughs> to family medicine. I asked them to bring this standing desk up to the lecture hall, right? And I'm loving it. Everyone knows Kevin is his his back's better, his mental health's better. He's, he's standing during the lectures. He's thriving. He's, he's learning. He's <laughs> raising his hand. Yep. Look at Kevin. In he's, the back. He's part- he's not falling asleep in the soft, comfy chairs in the dark room. He's standing. Exactly. And oh, did anybody notice or care that one of the desks was removed from the student lounge? No. No. No one was worried. There's like a hundred tables in there. <laughs> and so about a week later, our entire class, <laughs> we are talking 175 medical students, get an email from one of the admins, and it says to the class of 2022 does anyone wait i gotta pull it up let's pull i'm gonna pull up the email okay it was so ridiculous yeah uh (laughs) i remember this kevin he had a tough first year you know we all did learning anatomy slogging through it hanging out with me bringing him down never seeing the sun our school's located in a basement so not a lot going for him and then he has this brilliant idea He recruits his friends to I help him pull it. it off. I found it. Great idea. And then we get an email that says, Dear Class of 2022, Classroom, Go on. <laughs> Classroom Services has asked that the white sit-and-stand desk at the back of the Moose 2650 classroom be removed as soon as possible. If you know who the desk belongs to, Please forward this along to them. <laughs> and everybody knew. Yeah, everyone knew because I stood there every day for every <laughs> lecture. I have asked classroom services to wait until Thursday, June 20th before they dispose of the desk. Oh, my God. Signed, admin. So, moral <laughs> of the story is I had to move that thing before. I emailed her back right away. And I said, uh, that's me. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> so to segue back so i asked the four strapping young men to move it back we all move it back yeah uh to segue back to family medicine i mean i lost my mind sitting in the same desk right going to the same three rooms day in day out yep it it is very it it sincerely is very repetitive even though you're seeing a ton of different reps ton of different things right right any you go to the primary doctor for anything if they don't know they send you to a specialist yep which means you can present to your doctor with anything yeah so it's not repetitive in the sense that you're seeing the exact same diagnosis in it day in day yet mm-hmm. it kind of is but also is repetitive just physically same oh, desk absolutely same three rooms over and over and over and my thinking about that 
for the rest of my life, I could not do it. So my family medicine rotation is review is skewed on my own personal biases of physical activity and movement. And that's totally fair. I, on the other hand, hate physical activity <laughs> and movement. So that's a huge, that's in the pros column for me. Right. I'm like, Santana, let's go for a run. And you say, ah, I'd rather not. I don't want to do that. Santana, let's go exercise. How about we play some tennis? Ah, I'd rather not. I don't want to do that. <laughs> exactly. Santana, do you ever want to work out? Oh, okay. So, I, this all right. Really Dang it. Work. You're right. doesn't work. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's not true. You've been working out a ton, actually, for the listeners. You're looking pretty toned right now. Thank so anyways, that's the, my long story about why I wasn't a, the hugest fan of family medicine. Well, I'm not going to match in, in family medicine. Totally fair. Totally fair. So I'll go first because, because your review is actual your review. Mine's just complaining about sitting <laughs> a lot. Fam- <laughs> family medicine, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10. I think I'd have to give it 9 out of 10. I love it. Stethoscopes. <laughs> 9 out of 10 stethoscopes. And... I should say, if it was only me and my preceptor, 10 out of 10. I loved my preceptors. My oh, preceptor, really? Dr. Holcomb. Yeah, he's the best. But the whole rotation itself, got to oh, give it gotcha. like six or seven. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha, you gotcha, loved gotcha. it. I, I really, truly did. Uh, it was a great time. And, uh, and, and I think a little birdie told me that you are considering doing what? family medicine residency match. What? Is this true? Hmm? Are you pivoting away from IM? I would never pivot away from I am. Are you a flip-flopper? No, sir. Not Santana Sanchez. Uh, that's a secret that I will not disclose. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, uh, you're, you you liked it so much that you are wondering whether this might Silence! <laughs> okay, never mind. 9 out of 10 stethoscopes. Santana Sanchez. Boom, 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 boom. All right, let's get our, let's get our hydration on really quick. Yes. It's yep. hot in here. We had to turn off the air conditioning in the HQ because it messes up with the record. Our recording equipment from Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. Shout out, Adam. Is so high tech that if we turn the AC on, it is like a white noise background for this podcast. We can't have that. So anyways, we're both sweating our A's off right now. Yep. So what should we do? You know what to do. Hydrate. It really is. Does anybody, <laughs> listeners, write in? Do you like this bit, or yeah. is it just for us? Somebody, really? please write in and tell us if the bubbly bit is hilarious because it gets me going every time. <laughs> oh, so good. Let me crack mine open. So, Kevin. Oh, go ahead. Mm-mm. So, yesterday, I'm studying for step two, right? Chugging along, <laughs> tears flowing down my face. <laughs> Stressed. Stressed out. Maxed. I get a phone call. Oh, it's my good pal Kevin. Hmm. Try checking it out on me. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hey, buddy. I got a great surprise for you. I was like, no way. I've had a horrible day of studying. I wonder what it is. Well, <laughs> my groceries got delivered outside. Can you bring in eight, 12 packs of bubbly for me? <laughs> What a what a kind surprise! So kind. Uh, <laughs> it was um, it was just me, kind of. Uh, it was my ploy to pretend like it was a gift for you when really I just wanted you to bring in my groceries. Yeah, it worked like a charm. <laughs> worked like a charm. But I do uh, the the I am the funder, the founder of the bubbly feast. 
That's no yes. So every once in a while, I say I I, I can throw that card at you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you're bringing in the bubblies that we drink. Yeah. I mean, I would do anything for those bubblies. <laughs> How many were there? How many did they deliver? I think it was eight. Holy moly. I think it was eight. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I can't do Wait. the math right now. How many were it? Was it? Eight times 12. Eight? Wow, wow, is very nice. <laughs> All right. Let's get our... <laughs> What's Let, up? Let's get our... Uh, our guest on the line. Oh, heck yeah. Introduce our guest while I pull him up. <clears throat> our guest this week, uh, his name is Zach. He goes by Zach from med school. That's what he saved in as my phone. <laughs> in my phone. Uh, Zach from med school. Fourth year med student with us in our class. Yes. Yep. Zach Edgerton. Uh, he's one of the boys. <laughs> we say that a lot, but he... Really is one of the boys. He really is. Uh, he's just a great guy. <laughs> That's the perfect summary for Zach. One of the Edgerton, boys. One of the boys. <laughs> he really is. I want to go grab a beer with somebody in med school. I'm going to call up Zach Edgerton. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, for real. Absolutely. And have a great time doing it. Yeah. What's I'm going to go study in the histology lab. Yep. Who am I going to hit up? One of the boys. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get him on the phone. Uh, hopefully FaceTime works here. <laughs> it's a great sound quality. Time to go mobile. <laughs> the best. Say, oh, Hello? Yeah. <gasps> Hello. 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 Welcome to the pod. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to hear from you guys. Great to hear from you as well. It's great. Zach, I haven't heard your voice in over a year. I know. It's it's unfair. It should be illegal. Yes. It really should. I agree. Let's put your voice on the airwaves on this podcast. <laughs> it's awesome. I didn't know you guys were doing a podcast. This is pretty cool. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Well, now you're going to be a friend of the pod. Yeah, Congratulations. You, actually, I feel bad for you because you're probably maybe only one of a handful of med students that don't know this pod is out there. Yeah, in the all country. Our, in the country. All the peers are listening to it, Zach. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm living under a rock. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you're. Yeah, come on. Get it together, buddy. <laughs> Santana, uh, did you give him the, the setup? What he needs for the pod? I believe that I did. Uh, so first, we just want to hear a little bit about who... Zach Edgerton is. All right, well, that's good. I mean, I'm happy I have a, a wealth of knowledge on him, so I guess I can show <laughs> you. <laughs> can you ask him? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm from, I'm local here in Minnesota, um, up in Duluth, Hermantown. I always say Duluth because no one's ever heard of Hermantown, so. And then that's half true. the time, no one's heard of Duluth either, so. <laughs> But yeah, I'm up there. I uh, went to college out in Chicago, which was great for four years. I don't really have any intention of going back, but for the time being, it was good. Go Ramblers. Go Ramblers. Uh, not in this past uh, basketball season. They let me down a little bit. But Wait, which nice school is that? I have no idea. What's up? Which school is that? I have no idea. LUC, Loyola University of Chicago. Uh, I mean, when I was there... We couldn't get anybody to go to basketball games ever. I don't think we had more than like 200 people at any game. And oh, now all no. of a sudden we get good as soon as they leave. Dang. Were you going to the basketball games or were you not part of that 200 crew? I was not I was part of the 200, I think, on two occasions. Like my freshman year, I was trying to be, a, you know, 
lots of school spirit get out there and then that kind of fizzled out they beat it out of me but <laughs> i actually went through a couple that's kind of how I feel about my med school school spirit. <laughs> exactly. I just so much pep for a while there, and then it just gets, it gets taken, taken out a little bit. <laughs> okay, school in Chicago. Keep going. Uh, so after, let's see, after college, I took a couple years. I got to do a little uh, medical scribe work, which I know is kind of like the basic thing that everyone in our class did. For my dad, explain what a medical scribe is. Okay, yeah, so a medical scribe, so... If you go to a doctor's appointment and they do anything, or you do, if you see a doctor at any point, they have to do all this extensive documentation notes and what they talked about and what we're going to do and X, Y, Z. And uh, the doctors, they don't want to do that, and I don't blame them because it's a little tedious. So what you do is you hire a medical scribe, usually an aspiring or PA or NP, and they'll stand in the corner while the, while the whole encounter goes on, and they'll just type down what happens. And so... Kind of make the documentation, save time for the doc. So, good experience. But uh, two years was a little bit, a little bit diminishing returns there towards the end. <laughs> What's your words per minute like these days? The words per minute. Oh my god, it's way worse now than they were then. What was your <laughs> top I... words per minute? Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. At your peak. I don't know. I mean, maybe like sixty or seventy. I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, too cracked at it. But it was. Dude, I did okay. The two out of the three. Members of the headquarters of the pod can go over ninety, and you're at sixty and getting paid for it. Embarrassing. Getting barely getting paid for it. Getting paid experience. Yeah. Exactly. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So I did that for a couple of years, and then I got admitted to the lovely University of Minnesota Medical School, and so promptly quit. And... Go Ramblers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you quit the day that you got accepted? No. So I got accepted. I don't even remember. Sometime in the middle of 2017, 2018 cycle. And okay. We didn't start till August, and I quit, I think, in May. Took some time off and just... Mm-hmm. Hit the road know, with the boys. Relax a little bit. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm here, and now I'm... Uh, I, guess we're, I guess we're fourth years now, aren't we? Oh, my God. I know. Yes, sir. Isn't that Cray? It's terrifying. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's a that was a really good intro. Nice job. Also, don't you have a significant partner? I want to hear about who is in your corner during the med school process. Yes, I do have a significant other. We're actually recently engaged back in October. I guess it's not recent anymore. But (laughs) yeah, so we are we are to be wed in about a year. Right after we're done with uh, done with medical school here. Awesome! Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, she is uh, uh, not in med school. She's a law student um, from St. Thomas, which is just down here in the cities, too. So uh, a little bit different field of choice for a career. But but a power couple, I'd say. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. Uh, doesn't, get, doesn't get much more powerful. Doc <laughs> plus lawyer. Yep. You can just do as and much already... practice as you want. <laughs> she's got your back. <laughs> It's a lot. I'm gonna need a lot of it too. A lot of uh, no practice yeah. coverage. Watch out. <laughs> uh, great intro. Great intro. Um, so what are you doing? Right, what are you doing these days? Are you on a rotation or something? Well, no. I actually have the pleasure right now of going through my second round of dedicated, as I'm taking step two in about two weeks from today. Oh boy. Uh, 
Yeah, it seems like uh, a little deja vu all over again. I feel like I was just doing this for step one, and here I am again. Dang, dude. How many weeks are you doing this? How many weeks? I mean, doesn't your mind just melt after about seven days? About seven and a half hours, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I've been doing it. Uh, I did six weeks of uh, dedicated, roughly, so... Not not too much. I think it's about it. I think a lot of people take, you know, four to six weeks. You can't like that. see my jaw, but it just dropped to the floor. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, good for you. I guess aren't right. you, aren't, I'm skipping a beat here, but aren't you going into urology possibly? If they'll have me. I mean, it's one of those things where it's a little bit, uh, a little tough to crack into, but if they'll have me, that's what I'd like to do. And I, right. So, so step two score. Uh, it's one. That's one of the specialties where they are kind of looking at step two score and, and caring about it. Is that right? They are, yeah. So and I think it's even become more so now that uh, step one is going to pass fail. That the shift is on from you know the step one being the end all be all to it's going to become step two since they'll always want to have a number to to pin on you know, for the application process. Unfortunately, oof. Um, so that's why you're kind of taking the extra week, six, four to six weeks, six weeks for you, but. Yeah, I figured, you know, might as well. Got to give myself the best chance I can for something that's a little on the competitive side. So, uh, well, it's a little nice to not be in clinic when it's this nice out, too. Yeah, for sure. How are you? How are you staying sane these days? Because I've been doing dedicated for five days. <laughs> and I'm losing it. I'm losing my marbles every day more and more. You know, uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm keeping it together, but... Uh, <laughs> wouldn't go that far, but uh, just taking breaks, you know, get out, play a little golf. Now it's nice out. Oh. Uh, mm. Hang out. What's your hang handicap? Out <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to be pretty good back back in my heyday, but now I'm just out. You know, shoot if I can shoot in the '70s, I'm still pretty happy. Dang! So you actually worked like you played in high school and and uh, was on varsity. Yeah. Yeah, I happened to actually got the pleasure of playing in the prestigious Minnesota State Golf Tournament back in Dang. back in the day. All state, my man. Sheesh. No, actually, all state academic team, but that was not... <laughs> whoopsies. That was just for the nerds. I wasn't. I wasn't the all state on the court. Zach, uh, Zach. I mean, honestly, if I could pick one person in our class, go play a round of golf with, drink a couple beers, it'd be with you. I mean, that sounds so perfect. And then, Dude, we, hey, you have my number. Let me know when. <laughs> I have my golf clubs. Let's go. And then we'll go, we'll hey, go look to, at my clubs right now. We'll go to the nineteenth hole at Sally's. Have a couple beers, some wings. Oh. <laughs> I was at Sally's last night. Actually, I returned to the Holy Land. No way! Wow. <laughs> I did. I went with a couple of our classmates for that. You know, the ten bucks, two pounds of wing deal. What a deal! You can't beat it. What a deal! Can't beat it. The atmosphere. Oh. <laughs> what an atmosphere yeah i love being surrounded by underage undergrads nothing better than that atmosphere i was like i'm bringing up the average age in this place by like six years this is ridiculous yeah, old man zach over here <laughs> i know they didn't even check my id they're like oh you're clearly older than this <laughs> oh no uh actually newsflash they don't check anyone's id there so. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was that's what it was <laughs> Oh my gosh! And, and okay, so uh, dedicated right now. You and Santana, dedicated grinding. Yep. We're learning. We're golfing. Yep. Uh, we're going to Sally's still. Going to Sally's. That's what? what I should do. Uh, it. Tell me more about the urology. 
when did you decide to go into urology or yeah that's a choice yeah no i, I get the i actually get that question a lot because it's not not really a, a specialty that they really give us too much information on at least i don't remember them giving us that much information on it but Next i actually had the opportunity to, to work with a urologist during those couple of years where i was a scribe and i remember i got the assignment they're like, yeah, we're going to have you start working in urology. And I was like, Shit, I don't want to do that. That sounds awful. <laughs> so dragging my feet up to my first day. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, this is the coolest stuff. They get to see like so many different things. And they have a huge like uh, scope of procedures from really small little micro surgeries to huge open, you know, removing the bladder and the kidneys. And uh, just a good mix of medicine and surgery. And just a lot of opportunity to really get to know your patients and have long-term relationships with them, which is not easy to do in surgery specialties. So I think that all that stuff together really, really sold me on it for myself. Joining the Rod Squad. The Rod Squad, the stream team, uh, the Pecker Checkers. Yep. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, uh, I'm so happy for you that you had a good idea going in and now you're still excited about it. We're talking three or four years later. I know. I couldn't believe it either. It's, uh, I mean, I, I got to say, I, I, I know a lot of our classmates have echoed the the same thought that, you know, every rotation I've done, I liked a lot. I think there's a lot to like about any specialty. But, I, yeah, I'm just lucky that I had the idea coming in and it hasn't, uh, hasn't scared me off yet. Yeah, that's awesome. Love it. Have you done a urology rotation? Yeah, so I did two weeks. So you, you can do a two-week intro, which I did in April. I loved it. And then I'm about to do four weeks here at the U, and then I actually got an away rotation acceptance. So I'll be heading off to Colorado for another four weeks. That's awesome. That is the dream, Zach. <laughs> That's so Thank sick, you. dude. Congrats. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah. My family's out. My family's from Colorado, so I spent a lot of time out there. So I'd no be way. Definitely, definitely liking to go back. Is See, that in, sorry, I was going to say, is that in Boulder or is that in Denver? It's in Denver, yeah. So it's in Aurora, which is just like the next city outside of Denver. Oh. But yeah. I am so happy for you. Things are coming together for Zach. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, only five more weeks of <laughs> practice questions. Other than that, everything is coming up roses for Zach. Yeah, we'll check back you in three weeks and see. <laughs> yeah. See I'm not going up. to Colorado. I'm not going to urology. <laughs> I'm going to go. That turns out I'm not going to school anymore. <laughs> Dedicate myself to the greens. Um. <laughs> I'm going on tour, boys. I'm making a making a life of it. <laughs> Ugh, love it. All right, dude. You know what the deal is. You know, we brought you on to our podcast out of the kindness of our hearts. Yeah. So you could give us your hottest take, something that will melt Kevin's face off. Yep. Controversial. <laughs> I want to be angry by the end of the segment, or really, I gotta excited. say, I would not want to melt. Kevin's face on. It's a good face. You got to keep that up there. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah, you actually, you, yeah, you told me that to prepare a good hot take. Yep. I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a really good one. Like, when I think like, so I do like a pre-med mentoring too, and they'll ask me about like, what's it like to be in med school? And I always tell them the same thing. And maybe this isn't super scorching, like double habanero hot, but... <laughs> I just tell them that it really med school is not really that hard. I mean, I know that like it can be a lot of work, but they really, I think, uh, they coddle us a lot. They give us a lot of slack and kind of hold our hands through a lot of it. So I think the idea that most people have about going to med school is, oh, my life's over. I'm going to be studying all the time. There goes the social life. And 
I just has not been my experience. I'm not sure I didn't have to speak for everybody, but that has not been my experience at all. I think it's been I mean, I've had as much fun in med school as I had in college, probably even more. Wow. Right. This is a hot take. So you think it's just been like you're just been la di da di da med school, Sally's <laughs> golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite like that. Not quite like that. Obviously there's hard weeks, um, and there's a lot of it's a lot of work. But it's just not like the idea that I had in my head where it's wake up, study go to bed and then just rinse and repeat for four years mm, I and see. you're miserable the whole time. It's definitely not like that. But it also, it's also not like, you know, you just show up and they, and they give you the degree a couple of years later. <laughs> Somewhere between those two. <laughs> Somewhere in between. I, we just were having a, a conversation with the OG friend of the pod, Francesca Pietrantonio yesterday. Okay. And one of our friends was like, Oh, you guys must be so busy in med school. And I, this was yesterday. Last night I said, to be honest, I bet Franny works more than both Santana and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Because she has a real consulting job. A real job. Yeah. And sometimes I show up to the hospital and leave after a few hours and say, I'm done. See you later. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's definitely not been the, the picture that I think the layperson would have of you know what, what a medical student life is. But here's why I disagree with you. Strongly. Mm-hmm. Fired up. Hot take. There is nothing worse than having to do these standardized tests and do the test that the school puts on. It's just a bunch of malarkey, and after a while, it just beats you down. And you have to learn a bunch of crap that you'll never use. Like you'll The stuff you're studying for right now, Zach, you'll never use in urology. I mean, oh, not, there's no 95% of it. And so how that is a, a terrible part of med school. It is, and I think that a lot of that could be remedied. Uh, there's a lot of disconnect between what the administration thinks they should teach us and what we need to know for standardizing and for actually practicing in the clinic. Now right? we're talking. <laughs> Correct. I think there's a lot of disconnect between there. I, I, I could really start seeing it last year when we started studying for step one. And the stuff we were being – I remember in HHD 5, we had like three lectures in a row on red-eye. If you look at the red eye section in this, like in the first aid book, it's like a paragraph. Right. It's like the disconnect between how much time they're going to have us spend on that and then how much we actually need to know is uh, it got frustrating at times. Yeah, and then there's also the disconnect between what we're being tested on. You know, we're both studying for step two. What we're being tested on for this licensing exam and what our residency or our practice is actually going to look like. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Red Eye's going to be, for you, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> even for Hopefully. like, Even for, like, a, I don't know, anybody that's not an ophthalmologist, it's it it's so irrelevant. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I understand that, like, nobody knows what we're going to go into, like, as a, as a broad overview of the class, so it's, it's kind of hard to know what to teach to and what not to, but I think it's... They can definitely do a lot better than really hounding on this really narrow scope of things for a huge amount of time. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah. It's so frustrating. I don't know if you felt this way in your dedicated period, but it truly feels like I'm, uh, I'm cramped, like I'm trying to learn all of this information for this exam and that it is literally blocking me from learning anything that will actually be applicable for my medicine sub i or 
for oh, yeah. preparing for residency. Because it literally is. Because it, 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 it literally is. <laughs> I mean, it so, is. It is like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, that's what I was saying. I, I totally agree with you that it's not the most, it's not 100 hours a week med school, but it's a different type of fortitude, right? You have to push through just like learning stuff just for the sake of learning it that you'll never yeah. use. And you have to push through feeling like sometimes like a moron because you don't, they're testing you on stuff you'll never, ever know. Yeah, and it's a lot of just learning things, cramming them in your head, and then taking the test and never thinking about it again. It sounds like it doesn't get you down, though. Well, no, that's the other thing. It's just one of those things. You just got to do it. You know, I can get pissed off about it, or I can just do it. <laughs> Zach. So the, true. The so, wisdom. So wise. The wisdom. So even keeled. Always have been. <laughs> Does anything bother you, Zach? Um, You know... I'm bothered by how bad the Wild played this, this past uh, playoffs. That's not a hot <laughs> take. They Are they bad? Yeah, they got knocked I out will... the first round, dude. How'd Gabrick play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Santana keeps up on hockey, clearly. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> um, uh, Zach, what, 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 how can I get you going about med school? What if I say, tell me about costs? What would you say? Oh, the cost of med school? No, cost. C O S S S. What cost? C O S S S. P R C, my boy. Oh, wait, the peer review committee? Yeah. Yep. I was I was on the peer review committee for a while. I know. That, that was uh, that was a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of the. Some of the stuff that will get referred there just have you rolling your eyes like, are you serious, people? Tell us about the best Shake example. In my head. Tell us about the best example. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. I'll, I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to get kicked cool this way. I know. Since, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just goading you. Uh, you were part of the, the peer review committee that if people thought somebody else was screwing up their ethics or doing something amoral, immoral, mm-hmm. that they would yes. send them to the peer review committee to be reviewed by our peers what, and the peers would decide whether to send it on to admin or just say this is not a big deal. Yeah, so it was kind of like a one step below having the admin get bogged down with a bunch of stuff that they didn't need to hear. Oh, so we didn't like choose any punishments or anything, but we were just like, is this a violation of the academic or the professional policy, yes mm-hmm. or no? And if it was yes, we just said, okay, they should take a look at it, and then that was it. What percentage did you send on to the admin? Uh, a little over half, probably. Wow, that's shocking. The, the, I, th- I thought it would have been a hundred percent. Well, it just the threshold's pretty low for what we have to send along. It's like because if you look at like the professionalism statement that we signed when we got here, it's pretty easy to break. I may have already broken it during this conversation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not replay. I guess this. I'll see if I can text the PRC or not. <laughs> oh yeah. It, Luckily, it no one <laughs> listens to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, you got writing the email right now. Uh, no. Um, that was a hot take, though. I like that take that you're not working your butt off like everyone might imagine. Yeah, that comes later. Yeah, in residency, <laughs> no getting around that. Yeah, that's gonna like that's one thing I noticed about working in the uh, when I start doing the rotations. Like the interns, their life sucked. They they're having the worst life ever. Yeah, they and and they are expected to work a bajillion hours. We are not, right? We can make mm-hmm. our own schedule. We, I can play video games in the middle of the day. I, you know, I don't know. 
not the same expectations. Right. Yeah, they have real responsibilities, and we're just we're just there for the ride, pretty much. Just there for the ride. Good hot take. Excellent. I like it. Excellent. Of course. Any uh, parting thoughts before we let you go? I don't think so. It's just good to hear from you guys. I mean, I just feel like ever since the pandemic hit, I feel like we went from this class that we saw each other all the time, we hung out all the time, to everyone just so split up. So it's it's good that things are uh, maybe starting to get back to normal here so we can see you guys around. You're invited to the headquarters anytime you want. Yeah. Shoot us a text. Show up. Just show up. Knock on the door. Bring the gal. We'll talk about <laughs> law stuff. Mm-hmm. Our favorite Love laws. Love it. Golf. Yes. Statutes. <laughs> Wing Wednesday, Thursday at Sally's. Dude, don't gotta tell me twice. <laughs> um, all right, dude. Well, we'll let you get back to your studies. Hey, that sounds good, boys. Thanks for having me. It was good talking to you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. You guys enjoy your weekend. You, you too, too, dude. See ya. All right. See. Ya. Bye. Wow. What a guy. What a guy. What a conversation. Uh. That was awesome. That's a good hot. That is, that is a pretty reasonable hot take. I guess, yeah, when people think, I don't know, I guess it's hard for us to be unbiased, but I guess when people think about med school, they're like, oh, it sucks. You're always you busy. You're always so hard. You're dying. And they don't know you and I are playing our video games every night. And we do complain about it a lot. We make it seem like it's a lot of work. And it is a lot of work. But it's yeah. not like... Uh, but there are a ton of jobs in the world that are a lot of work and more work than med students. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Intern like year. Francesca Pietrantonio. Yep. The headquarters. Did you just did your voice just crack? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Her job hours are more hours than us, probably. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's also so variable, right? It's variable. Right. Anyways, good hot take. Thanks, Zach. Great guest. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Next segment. What is it? Kevin's Corner. <laughs> yes. Blast it. Those kids are louder and louder. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about Kevin's Corner. I always say something insightful. Try to look something up. Do some work. Yeah, of course. Not this time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just going to tell a story about my day at work today. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. Uh, let me paint the picture for you. As a third-year med student, you get the highs, you get the lows. Fourth year. Fourth year, n- yes. But I'm saying throughout third-year med school, oh, sure. you get the highs, you get the lows. Sometimes you feel like, I know what I'm doing. I Diabetes patient, I know what to do. Let's do this lab. Let's do this medication. Sometimes, a lot of this, more often than not, you don't know what you're doing because you are inexperienced. Exactly. And so there's, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what to do, whatever, right? So I get to work early today because we're going to have a bunch of new patients in the hospital. And I want to start early because I want to thank my, my doctor that I'm working with for letting me work with him for three weeks. So I want to get early cracking today. So I get there. I go, what should I do? He's not there yet. I'm an hour before him. I asked the overnight doc, what should I do? He's like, there's a new patient in the ER. No one's seen him. It's going to be Dr. Mayrose's patient. Go down, do the thing. So I go to... <laughs> oh, boy. So I go to the emergency room, and I'm all proud of myself. I'm here early. I'm going to get working hard. I interview the whole patient, right? They're pr- coming into the hospital. They need, I need a long history. Ask a bunch of questions. Do a physical exam. The whole nine yards. 
and this patient's chilling. He's chill. <laughs> okay. In the ED. What's up, bruh? They were worried about all, like, maybe he has been pneumonia. They've been pumping this guy with antibiotics. <laughs> and I'm in there, and he's, he's like, he's telling me stories about his military service. He's not breathing hard. He's coughing a little bit. I go, what's this cough all about? <laughs> yeah, you do the sound effects for this. <laughs> and so I go, what's this cough? He's like, oh, this is a chronic cough. I, it, this isn't any worse than it. I always have a cough. And I'm like, do you smoke? He's like, yeah, I smoked for a long, long time. Okay, well, it makes sense, right? doesn't sound like pneumonia to me. Mm-mm. So I'm feeling proud. I'm feeling good. But the ER docs, he's, uh, he's got a fever. He's got a cough. it got to be pneumonia. He doesn't have any other symptoms. And I suss it out like a pro med student. Wow. I go head to toe. What's this fever all about? Do you have ear pain? Do you have mouth pain? Do you have... No. <laughs> yeah, you're acting it out. Mm-mm. Do you have uh, some Guess skin? Again. Do, you have- <laughs> Do you have a skin infection? I don't know. <laughs> I go. Do you have any diarrhea? You got it. <laughs> yes. And so he's got diarrhea for the past month. Oh, poor guy. And a lot of it. And I go. Well, do you have a history of diarrhea? And he says, yes. <laughs> and. I go, what's the history? And he goes, I have a history of an infection that causes terrible diarrhea. He didn't say those exact words. Mm-hmm. He is C. diff. Oh, man. It's a bacterial infection that causes terrible diarrhea. Yeah, one and of the worst. He had it last summer. He's been dealing with it on and off. Oh, no. So I'm so proud of myself. Fourth year med student. Things are clicking. I did a great history, physical exam. His lungs sound great. Can't be pneumonia. So I go back up. I'm ready to present to my doctor. I do the. I told this entire story about why it's not pneumonia. Stop the antibiotics. Start a new one. Let's before we do though, let's test him for C diff because he's got diarrhea. Test it. And uh, the doc's like, I don't know, Kevin. Let's go take a look before we do anything. So he's already back up on the second floor. And we walk into this patient's room, and he is coughing up a lung. <laughs> His oxygen is low. Oh, no. He has a fever. Oh, no. His chest imaging looks maybe like pneumonia. Maybe. And, Probably and, not. And so we get done talking to this patient, and, and he's I mean, you, you've never heard a guy cough so much. Poor guy. And Rough his month. oxygen is so low, it has to be pneumonia. And so we go back to where we do our work. And Dr. Mayrose is like, Kevin, I think it's pneumonia. <laughs> Let's look at the imaging. The imaging was who knows, but he's like, this has got to be pneumonia, Kevin. He's like, well, let's just let's do the C. diff test, but let's keep the antibiotics going. Let's treat him. And I'm like, oh, God. I This is my last day. I'm so terrible at being in this. <laughs> I had the high, high roller coaster, feeling great, yep. figured it out. Stop the antibiotics. No way it's pneumonia. And then he gives me about a 20-minute speech why it's for sure pneumonia. Let's keep the antibiotics going. Mm-hmm. But well, let's, let's do C. diff, just in case, Kevin, just for your sake. You did such a good job, Kev. The overnight doc also uh, consulted, which we've explained, yep. the infectious disease Say doc. what? Remember the infectious disease doc? He's the doc who knows about all the viruses, like the, the bacteria, flu, the bacteria. The parasites. The parasites. He, he, you know, all the, the infections. So he comes in. And Dr. Mayrose says, oh, I don't think we need you. I think we figured it out. It's pneumonia. <laughs> and the <laughs> infectious disease specialist, the guy who knows his infections. And knows, you're just standing right there. Knows all about pneumonias. 
He's like, oh, good, because I review the chart. This guy for sure has pneumonia. No doubt about <laughs> it. <laughs> and he doesn't know that I I, I laid my soul in the line saying, stop the antibiotic. Kevin's in the corner. <laughs> I'm just crying. And he's, he doesn't know I'm there. Oh, no. And this is the specialist, right? Yeah. So I just go and get myself a large coffee from the break room, feeling low on life. I you know I'd worked so hard this past three weeks with this doc. Yep. Like I'm I I'm coming I'm coming to my myself. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm doing it. Right. I can't even figure out pneumonia for Pete's sake. <laughs> well, the story doesn't stop there though. Oh. <sighs> Carol. <on. laughs> three hours later, the nurse knock 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 on Doctor Mayrose in my door. She goes, Doctor Mayrose. He tested positive for C. Diff. <gasps> wow. And I'm like, yes! I'm thinking, he did it! <laughs> <laughs> Terrible diagnosis. And Dr. Mays was like, stop the antibiotics! They, those make C. Diff worse. And we go back. And no way. He's like, You're, you know what? Maybe he doesn't have pneumonia. Maybe he does, but... We shouldn't be treating him for a pneumonia that he might have or might not, especially with a positive C. diff. Okay. And so we stopped the pneumonia antibiotics, new plan, treat him for the infection of the intestine that's causing his diarrhea, yep. treat him for the C. diff, and and we there's all, a ton of ox, other explanations why he might have low oxygen, why he might have a cough. And so we start going down those routes. And this is what I was thinking the entire time. <laughs> And I'm like so happy. <laughs> like I did it. Then you go over to the infectious infectious disease department, <laughs> kick down the door, boom. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen up, doc. Um and and we he and the bottom line is he definitely has C diff. He might have a pneumonia because the imaging you don't know. He's got a cough. He's low oxygen. Right. Clinical diagnoses. But what we're gonna do is watch and wait to see if his pneumonia gets worse in the imaging or if his cough gets worse, his oxygenation gets worse. Right. There's a lot of ex- other explanations why he might have that stuff. So I was so happy, and Doctor Miller's like, "Let's go get some lunch." And I hadn't told him any of this thought roller coaster. Uh-huh. Doctor Miller's, I gotta tell you what my mind has been this morning, and he. <laughs> Loved this story. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, the, the, the ID doc is like, it's for sure pneumonia. He's like, anyone thinks otherwise is a fool. <laughs> and we're laughing about it. And he's like, yeah, I guess I should have trusted you from the get-go. And he was joking about that. But it was just this roller coaster of being a med student. Wow. Sometimes you think you got exactly figured out. And then 20 minutes later, I'm thinking I'm a moron. I don't know anything. So dumb. I missed freaking pneumonia right internal medicine 101 <laughs> and, and and i might have missed it i i kind of like had ruled that out and i was thinking maybe we got test for c diff and he does have c diff but it's you know it's not as simple as just that you can't stop there you can't get boxed in nope but this morning i mean my emotions i'm exhausted after my emotional roller coaster <laughs> i don't know what to think am i a good med student am i not a good med student who knows who knows it and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. What matters is that we got the test and we're treating the patient for what he needs. I mean, yeah. sincerely. That's great. And if I was like Zach Edgerton, I'd be more even keel the entire morning, right? <laughs> but not Kevin. Up and down and up and down. I love it, dude. But now you're up. You I'm were up, right. I'm up. <laughs> you got there early. 
You got the history. Yep. You had the right plan. Yep. And all the other docs, the ER doc, the overnight doc, they said negative for diarrhea. So they didn't even ask him about diarrhea. So that's why I was really happy about it. Yeah. Um, that a lot of times that doesn't happen, right? A lot of times a yeah. full review of systems in case this person has fear doesn't happen. That's mm-hmm. why I was so proud. And then I was like, I'm an idiot. Why did I ask about <laughs> diarrhea? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm so happy for you, dude. Thanks, dude. In the end, the patient's being treated, and I was just happy. Back on the top. Yes. Back oh. to the top. Uh, Matt Young would be so proud using your <laughs> ROS skills that he taught you. He taught me first year. He taught us first year. Yes. Um, and I discovered a lot about his history that just was news kind of for a lot of people. Oh. Um. So, anyways, yeah, that's roller coaster. Well, that's a great Kevin's Corner. I love it. Thanks, dude. That's why it's everybody's favorite segment. It's Kevin's Corner. <laughs> Duh. Kevin's Corner, the favorite one. Uh, what's next? Up? Next segment. What is next segment? I gotta pull it up. What's the next segment? Tell me about it. It's our last segment every week. You probably know what it is, Kevin. Oh, shoot. What is it? <laughs> it's the mailbag. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's mail here. Time. I can't believe I get to sing this song. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. Love it. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? Blue's Clues? Blues clues. I've never watched an episode of my life. Uh, you're not missing much. <laughs> Seriously or not? Yeah. I mean, it's for like four-year-olds. Oh, so were you too old when Blues Clues was coming out or you just missed that uh, show? I think I just missed. I missed the bus on it. Um, but yeah, people love it. Blues. There's Blues Clues. What's the guy's name? I have no idea. Dave? Dude. No clue. Salt and Pepper are there. Those are his friends. Uh... You mean what's the what's the dog called? Blue. Is that is that serious? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Blue, Dave, Salt, Pepper. Okay, here's the question though. Back to the ke- uh, mailbag segment. Okay. Yes. Um, I know there's a lot of stress for res. Oh, this is from Ellie. <laughs> Ellie K. Should no I way. Yep. Friend of the pod. I know there's a lot of stress when applying to residencies. Uh huh. My question is, who is the number one person you're going for your letter recommendation? Who is in your corner? Uh, the number one person? Yep. Well, right now, uh, it's a, a hospitalist that I worked with for my medicine rotation. Wrote me a great letter to try to get a, an away rotation. He's like, yeah, I'll write you a letter for... Uh, residency did you how long did you work with a person one week okay longest i've worked with any doctor (laughs) which is exactly what happens when you're in the traditional rotations yeah you're rotating rotating every month in the hospital and in the month i mean in the hospital it's only one week at a time with docs yes exactly yeah um i imagine your letters are going to be the best letters around because you're one of the most likable people on the planet Stop it. <laughs> I'm serious. Stop it. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll have somebody even better. But So I think, I don't know what she meant by number one. I guess 
maybe she meant the first person you've asked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be. I guess when I read this question from Lek, I interpreted it as who's your go-to person that you want a letter from. Uh, like, who's your number one? I don't know. I mean, Anthony Fauci. <laughs> Well respected. I'm. I, I'll tell you my answer. I'm gonna get my letters from the docs I work with out in Waconia. All right, try to hit them all up. Right. Give me a letter. Give me a letter. Give me a letter. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. It, I'm working. I know you know this, but I'm working at a Hennepin County Medical Center, HCMC. Yep. The hospital. Yeah. For uh the, our internal care unit. Intensive care unit, ICU, yes. we're off to a bad start. Critical care. Critical care. The people who are the, the sickest in the hospital, they go to the ICU. Yep. I'm working at HCMC, month of July. Yeah. I hope that I can work with Charlie or Matt, the two docs who took us under their cor- their uh, under their wing for the first year. That would be so. They both work at HCMC as, as internal medicine docs. Yeah. I, I, that would be so sick to get a, a letter from somebody who cares for us is invested us and then you've worked with them for a week that's a great answer so that will be my go-to i'm going to be searching them out seeing if they're working in the intensive care unit because if they are i'm hitting them up you should hit them up right now and see if you're scheduled like for the month of july yeah dang dude that's a great idea i'm gonna text them that's a great idea i'm gonna text them they've known you for multiple years as opposed to one week right right so that's my answer for ellie Hopefully, I'm going to hit him up. That's a great. I'm going to text them both yeah. and say, hey, in July, where are you working in the hospital? Better be the ICU <laughs> or else. Schedule yourself for the ICU. Um, awesome. That's the answer. Yeah, I'd probably go with Fauci. <laughs> Maximize. If you got a letter from Anthony Fauci, if somehow you worked with Anthony Fauci for a week and you got a letter from him, oh. every residency would say... Come on over, buddy. <laughs> Come on over. We need that clout. Um, <laughs> that's a great idea. Let's try to get somebody famous working with us. Let's just have, get him to the pod headquarters for a week. Dr. Oz? No, no. That would, Is that a bad look? That would be a bad look for yeah. residency. Nope. Anyways, that's the mailbag. Let me play the sounder that we, you know, we always play at the end of our mailbag. Mm-hmm. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail I can't believe I get to sing this song. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me wanna wag my tail When it comes, I wanna will Glad we listened to the whole thing again <laughs> It's my favorite segment uh, Okay, well that's the end of the pod That's the end of the pod Shout out Zach Shout out Chuck Levin <laughs> And his uh, descendant, Adam Shout out to Francesca Piantonio, who gave us kindly gave us the living room with the AC off for an hour. Uh, you mean the HQ? Yeah, the, the headquarters. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, like we say every week, a bird, a bird in, in the, the hand, hand is, is worth two, two in, in the, the bush. bush. Good night.